Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real or Creepy, the game show where we determine if stories from Reddit are a real haunting or fake creepy pasta. On this episode, your two contestants are Kat and JJ. You know them from the Real Hauntings podcast. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. All right, headed for our first story from Reddit. It is by Judgment Ready. Our fur baby is protecting us from the grave. We recently lost our baby girl, Missy. She was a special kitty. She lived with me for 10 amazing years after I adopted her from the shelter. Her old owner had passed away in the home with her when she was six years old. She had a hard time trusting me at first. It took almost two full years to get her to trust me enough to pick her up. Despite how difficult it was to get Misty to warm up to me, she was so loving. After she did finally warm up, Missy was a cuddle bear. Even if Aww. she didn't want to be touched, she always wanted to be in the same room as us. Mm. She slept on the bed every night, took over our laps whenever we were sitting, and consistently would pat our heads and play with our hair. Missy was fiercely protective of us, too. Anytime we were in pain or sad, she would find a way to cheer us up. She was clumsy, so it wasn't too hard to make us laugh. The night she passed away was the hardest night of my life. Her heart failed from an infection we had been treating for a few weeks. We decided then and there to save her from more suffering. We told her what was going to happen. And instead of her fighting the vet and us like normal, she curled up on my lap and peacefully went to sleep before we could euthanize her. She went out on her own terms in her mama's lap, sleeping peacefully. That night, we noticed that all the paranormal activity we had been encountering was silent. Nothing happened. The next day, we were expecting the usual, usual slamming of cabinets and shadowy figures in the hall. Instead, we saw Missy laying on the couch watching us. That night, we woke up to some rustling sounds only to feel her jumping on the bed. The rustling noise stopped immediately. We didn't see her that night, but we knew she was there. The activity has been at a standstill for almost a week now. Every once in a while, we see a flash of Missy out of the corner of our eye, but nothing else has happened. I think our baby girl is protecting us in death. I just hope she has found some peace in death. Fly high, little bean. Heart emoji. Oh, all we right, cat. <laughs> Are you going to tell this lady that her story is a creepy pasta or a real haunting? No, she knows how to convince me. Where JJ and I have been looking back and forth between our cats during that story. <laughs> I thought that was a really sweet story. Myself. Yeah, and also I like the idea yeah. that like when your cat passes, they're still around to protect you from all the other from the bad things in the house. Yeah, not that they protect you at all when you're alive, but- They, they think they are, say. and it just, it's the worst. So I'm gonna go with real haunting. Real haunting, lock it in. JJ, real or creepy I pasta? Mean, I love our cats so much, but they are cowards. So I just, you know, I wanna believe that it's true, but like, I don't know. They kind of seem scared of everything. So if there was 
really if they were ghosts then there was a ghost but maybe they come into their own when they pass on right now our cat is attacking a cardboard box so i guess she's not afraid of that i think it's weird that i guess they had like normal scheduled paranormal activity time i want to believe it's true so like 10% of me is going to say that it is a real haunting but the other 90% is going to say that it's creepy pasta all right, JJ, lock it in. Real or creepy? Both. <laughs> God damn it, JJ. No, creepy, creepy. Okay. I'm going to give you both 100 points for that one because I don't think anybody wanted to be mean because it was such a sweet story and we all love cats. I give JJ the 100 points for being brave enough to tell somebody that a story about their deceased cat coming back to life, uh, that it's a fake story that's not real. And cat 100 points. I think we all feel what you had to say on that one. We'd all like to believe that our animals are coming back as some kind of spirit guide to protect yeah. us. You know, this leads to something interesting to look forward on the Real Hauntings podcast, the podcast where we interview people about their real ghost encounters. We are going to have a pet psychic come on the I podcast. I am so here in a excited weeks. for that. So yeah, so look forward to that. Are you going to put your dogs on camera? Because <laughs> we might put our cats on camera. That could be interesting. Yeah, us. we'll have to see what she's comfortable with. And who knows if this will air before or after that, but that should be pretty cool. All right. So going into our last story of the contest, we are tied at a dead even 100 to 100. For the record, I do think that was a real haunting. This story was called ghost encounter as a camp leader jj cat you guys ever go to camp oh yeah every summer from third grade to my senior year of high school and i am like an og camp counselor from a lot of different camps and i did go to camp as a kid okay so this this one should hit home then a few summers back i worked at a camp that was nearly 100 years old the camp served adults and kids with varying levels of ability of all ages and was really the highlight of many of the campers' lives. Oh. Campers and workers alike joked the place was haunted, but I had thought it was one of those funny camp legends to mess with the campers and share around the fire. As a camp leader, I had my own room in an old cabin, and I shared a bathroom with one of the other leaders who lived on the other separate half of the cabin. One night, I was up late dealing with a camper who was having a meltdown. Around midnight, I had finally gotten her to sleep, and I was trekking back to my own cabin when thunder roared loudly. I sprinted the rest of the way, and as soon as I hit the door, it started pouring. I realized at this moment that I had my walkie-talkie on me. Usually, we charge them in the main office at night, but I decided not to run into the storm. So I turned the walkie talkie off or not to ruin it in the storm. So I turned the walkie talkie off and set it on my dresser. Shortly after that, I went to bed. I awoke around 3am to what felt like somebody poking my leg. I was really confused by the sensation. I opened my eyes and looked down at my leg under the sheets where I had felt the poke and saw nothing. I tried to go back to sleep, but a few seconds later, I felt it more aggressively and on a larger scale, as if a whole hand had wrapped around my calf, and I sat up in fear. As I sat up, my walkie-talkie across the room lit up and beeped, something that could only happen if somebody physically turned the side dial and pressed a button. The walkie-talkie stayed on, and I was paralyzed in fear. Eventually, I got up and turned it back off and turned on the room's lights. I checked and no one was in my room or under my bed or in my closet. 
There were no objects that could have caused the poking. To this day, it still makes me feel tight-chested thinking about it. All right, JJ, is this a real haunting or fake creepypasta? I mean, who doesn't have a story about getting poked by a ghost in your camp bunk? Mm. I I think everyone... JJ, did you ever get poked at camp? (laughs) Every camp has their ghost poker, you know? Mm. So I'm going to say this is creepypasta. JJ, in your experience, the camps you went to, did you guys ever have any hauntings? I think, I mean, yeah, people would say like, oh, so-and-so's haunted. And then they would say that like, oh, the camp next to our camp is like a bunch of like spies or something, or I don't like weird, weird shit. People make up all sorts of- Did you go to camp during the Cold War? What are you talking about? Yeah, it felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, like stranger I'm things. Seven years old. I so I feel like this is a real experience that she had. The first thing that came to my mind with like something hugging her calf muscle was like a snake or like a cramp or something. But I guess the walkie-talkie going off could have been coincidental. Or it could have been the energy from the spirit that was hugging her leg. But it sounds like an authentic experience that she had. So I'll go with real. I never had an actual ghost experience at camp. So when I was like in third grade through fifth grade, I went to the sleepover camp. It's called Camp Mac, super Southern kind of shindig. And we would stay for a week when you were younger. And when you're older, you have to stay for two weeks. And we would go camp by the lake. And they would tell us these really scary stories. And then they would have us break off into pods and make up our own stories. And I literally would get so scared. And then we had to sleep there next to the lake. And I got so terrified from the ghost story that I helped make. (laughs) That I could not sleep. That you made up? Yes. That's how good you are of a storyteller. This was the most cat thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure this was all after that one time I watched What Lies Beneath. (laughs) My friends, it always comes back to that. I I was terrified because we told the story about this. We were sleeping by the lake and my group told the story about how like this man was a, a killer or something and then he died in the lake. And then after we went to sleep, the freaking camp counselors walked around us and like threw rocks into the lake and tried to make it sound like someone was coming out. It was terrifying. That does sound pretty scary. And I was sleeping on the outside of everybody, but I'm going to go with real. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to give JJ 13 points, solidifying the win for this episode because JJ is going to- JJ is going to- I need points for my childhood trauma. Come on. (laughs) Well, JJ is going to share with us a story about many kids' childhood trauma, a TV show- that is ba- was based in reality about kids that went to camp, Kid Nation, that is probably the most effed up reality TV show I have ever watched. JJ, why don't you tell them about it? Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily about a camp. It's more about a social experiment where uh, a reality TV show host drops a bunch of kids off in a desert ghost town and tells them to form their own civilization and then when they start actually like forming a decent civilization they introduce things like capitalism and class uh, structures and and then also like obstacle courses and shit like that and i think like the author of the hunger games was inspired by specifically by this show and the iraq war to write the hunger games 
I do not recommend anyone watch it when you're sober. That's not the right mindset you want to be in when you watch this. What's um, it called again? It is called Kid Nation. And JJ, didn't it's somebody not, almost die on that show? Well, no one almost died, but like some kids drank some like bleach or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's not streaming anywhere. It it only existed for one season and it's was promptly canceled. But you can watch it on a really shitty quality on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. And there are YouTubers. JJ turned me onto that show, and there are several YouTubers that have done like you know, breakdowns of every episode of it. Uh, there's um, there's actually a, one of the kids from that show did like a Reddit AMA. Like, they're, I mean, they're adults now. And it was fascinating. Uh, yeah, that's... Like, just, he had the inside scoop on a lot of things. It was real fun. Well, that's an experience that those kids are going to wish was creepy pasta. Till the next episode, it's been real or creepy. <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.